Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. Well, hello. Hey. Hi. Happy Friday. Uh, welcome back. It's Good Game, Nice Try. Uh, I am Sonia Reed, and you are? Aaron Blairt. Look at that. Yeah. Seamless. It was seamless. That was great. Uh, look, Sonia, you and I have fun on here, right? Would you say? Mm. God damn it. No, okay, it's fun. a blast. I love it's hanging a blast. out with you. And one, thing, one thing that makes it a blast <laughs> is that whenever we do this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. We get to hang out with our producer, Jen Samples. And I am very excited because I heard a rumor that Jen has a new obsession. So I think we should uh, start a brand new segment today that uh, we like to call Checking In with Jen Samples. <laughs> hey, Jen, what's up? So a few weeks ago, I mentioned that I wanted to try a new game and I asked you both about Stardew Valley. And my hesitation with that was that I would get addicted to it because it is time consuming. You do have to maintain, you know, your farm. Mm -hmm. And I was worried it would be like a Tamagotchi where I would just have to constantly be thinking about it. That's right. Well, so I downloaded Stardew Valley and my worst fears are realized. <laughs> and I played for, I played for, I think this weekend alone, 30 hours. Holy <gasps> Jen. Are there 30 hours in a weekend? Jesus. <laughs> I mean, because it shows you, it shows you when you oh. log on to your farm how much time you've put into it. And then I noticed that and it was very alarming. And it tells me. you, you know, what season it is. So you kind of know that you've been involved for a little bit. But I do love before you asked a lot of questions. You're like, you know, is this something that I'm going to have to keep checking in on? <laughs> like, how involved am I going to get? And I, I feel like we gave you the warning signs. You did. And I just ignored them and dove in. And my girlfriend is super into it, too. We got into it together. And now we not only do we have our own farms, but we made an online co-op farm together. Oh, boy. <laughs> so That's kind oh, of adorable. We're, we're in it. You're and in it. we can't stop. Like, it's bad, you guys. Now, on the, on the online one, they still have all the characters that are... Like when you do a multiplayer farm, they still have all the regular characters and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like my girlfriend, I think, is trying to make me jealous because she's totally romancing Leah. <gasps> of course. <laughs> I was going to ask. I was going to ask. Is there oh, any yeah. there's no. any uh, romantic I, drama unfolding? Oh, yeah. I've got my eyes on the prize, you know, trying to get a good haul every day crop wise. Oh, no. And she's over giving Leah gifts like 
all the time. Jen, the, the I resentment's know. Resentment starting. The resentment is starting. <laughs> it's gonna be a wedge. No, no. <laughs> Stardew Valley will not break us. <laughs> oh my God! I hope that's a quote that ages well. <laughs> oh, let that be, please. Oh, oh my no. God. To people who have never played Stardew Valley. What are some things that you that surprised you about playing it when you first started playing and that you really love? I did. Okay. I did not realize there would be sort of a mystical aspect to it. Okay. And I typically don't find myself into that type of thing, but I'm all in. Like a witch randomly in the middle of the night flew to my chicken coop and laid a void egg. And now I'm all about farming void eggs. Don't know <gasps> what it is. Love it. I inc- I put the void egg in the incubator, and now I have a void chicken. Don't know what that is, but I have it. But you're you guys, in I'm in. I'm I am in. This. It's so bad. So do you go, oh my gosh. So I remember when I played, one thing that got me bad was realizing yeah. that you could go in the caves and get deeper oh, and deeper. Oh my gosh. Oh no. My, I... Every day when Kila, my girlfriend and I are playing together, I'm like, I'm off to the mines and I just go <laughs> and I'm like on like level 90 of the mines. <gasps> oh, no. wow. you guys, oh my God. 30 hours this weekend. Jen. I think I need an intervention. Have you had the moment? First of all, have you ever been, su- is this the first game you you're super obsessed with? Like in this way? Yes. Okay. I mean, Last of Us, I dove deep in and was like, it was consuming my thoughts just because the story was phenomenal. Right. This is, it's, I had a dream about farming and like harvesting blueberries. Like it has (gasps) infiltrated my my psyche. Oh my God. It's it's almost worse because something like The Last of Us, you know, I felt very similar where I'm like, I I know that I'm obsessed with it. I know that I've fallen really deep into it, but I'm, I'm on a track. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. the, the roller coaster is going, the ride's going somewhere, but with something like Stardew Valley, it's on your own terms. That's what's dangerous. The possibilities are endless. Mm -hmm. What would you say, Jen, if, if we're in phase one and we're moving to phase two, which is going to be like, I just want to do X or I just want to get this yeah. thing. What would that be for you in Stardew Valley? I, ju- I just want to get to the bottom of the mine. Oh, I need to know what's down there. there I don't hook. know how many levels there are. There mm. it is. I'm very excited. So uh, I don't know. I just keep trucking along. Keep trucking I'm excited along. to check in. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. this is, so this is where we're at. So right now, Jen has started Stardew Valley. You're very, you're heavily into it. Thirty hours, yes. right? Which Sonia, I would agree, are, are rookie numbers. But we'll, we're, you know, we're gonna get well, those numbers. Thirty up. hours just this weekend. I was gonna say it's higher than thirty because thirty was just this weekend. <laughs> anyway, this is where we're at. This mm-hmm. is where we're at. Anywho, let's so, just go to the guest. <laughs> so the next time we talk to you, we're gonna see. You don't know what's at the bottom of the mines. We're gonna see. We're gonna see about the mines yep. and what's down there. Um, Perfect. Very exciting, and I am nervous for you. Me too. Uh, I'm nervous, but I wish we could take a snapshot of what you look like because I feel like what if you change, you know, your, your hair gets crazy. I just crazy. become haggard. <laughs> yeah. A haggard <laughs> farmer. I start dressing like my character. Or stronger. It, this gives you life and you're just like, you start to yeah. really, you know. Or both. Maybe, or both. both. Jacked and haggard. Jack- <laughs> Jacked and haggard. A Stardew story. <laughs> your memoir. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Amazing. Well, there you go. That's another uh, another episode of checking in with Jen Samples. I love it. Love it. Well, look, we. I'm excited for our, our guest today. This is this is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a huge Big Brother fan. 
Uh, I was lucky enough to meet this one, uh, this guy once before, and so I was very excited that he could come on the podcast. He is a YouTuber and streamer who won season 10 of the CBS series Big Brother and is considered by many and me to be among the greatest contestants to have ever played the game or been on the show. You can check him out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dan Geesling. I absolutely love ch uh, chatting with this guy. Uh, and here's our interview with the one and only Dan Geesling. Sonny and I were talking about this a little bit before we started, but you know, Big Brother really kind of in a in an interesting way was the prototype for this kind of live streaming world we find ourselves in right now. And it's fascinating to me, you know, that so when you first started on Twitch, what were some of the things that kind of surprised you about <laughs> about about live streaming? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and I have the first recording of me live streaming and it's so bad. It's, it's great. Like, it's terrible. It's like it's awful, but you, everyone starts somewhere. For me, one of the biggest challenges was going from Big Brother to like gaming. And like I grew mm. up with a kid with a computer and like I, I was born in 1983 to have a computer wasn't like it was now. So I was fortunate my dad was in computers. I grew up playing computer games, but I always kind of was like I could go between worlds like at school. If I saw a kid that I'm like, he probably plays video games like I could hang out with them. And yeah. then like also like kind of weave back into the other group. And then like after school, they would come over. We'd play like Land Doom or Land. Uh, uh, I think that's the first land game I played. Wow. But anyways, yes. so but the hard thing for me was when I was streaming, it was like all Big Brother stuff. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd been on the show twice and I love the experience. And it's such a passionate fan base because to what you said, Aaron, like the first season they had live feeds through AOL. I mean, and wow. it's like you're watching people live on the internet. It's like, it's kind of, if you've never seen Big Brother, it's kind of creepy. Like you get to watch them 24 hours a day. But back then, you know, so that's kind of like how things got started. But for me, the biggest challenge was not being the Big Brother guy, but also embracing that while trying to, to build, you know, a new career or a different path in that. You mentioned having like... Uh you know, having a computer super early, like in the 80s and playing uh, like land parties and games like that. I am such a DOS nerd and I love old school games. So I have yeah. to know like what what got you in originally? Like what were you playing way back in the day? All right. So I'm going to I'm going to like super date myself. So the first <laughs> computer I remember using was an Atari ST. So I had a, it had a keyboard and a mouse. Wow. Most people don't know that. So but then uh, my dad so my dad worked in computers. So we would go to these things locally. They're called computer trade shows. So mm -hmm. you would go and it'd be in a local like hall and there'd be vendors. And I remember my dad coming home and it was, you know, we built, you know, we built, I was real little, I watched him, but he built this computer and there's a button on it. And it was a turbo button on the outside. It said like 10, I think it was 10 Hertz or 10 <gasps> megahertz. You hit the button, it went 25 megahertz. So, oh. but I, so, I mean, that's like super old, but like when I was little, I was working like the DOS command prompt and like you had to go CD slash whatever folder, then type in the dot exe. But really before that, you know, I was pretty fortunate. Like I would play games like Space Quest, which were text where they were graphic adventures, but you had to type in what you wanted to do. So if like you wanted this, you know, the space janitor pick up a broom, you would say like <laughs> pick up broom. So I'd play those like sitting on my dad's lap. And so when I was, I can remember this in like second or first grade, 
like they introduce us to computers or Apple 2Es or 2Cs or whatever with the green screen and you play number munchers and I'm just like yes. whipping on the keyboard. And the teacher's <laughs> like, what's, what's wrong with you? Like, how do you have access to this? And I was just kind of like a quiet mouse. But I grew up playing like a lot of those type games and Wing Commander. Oh, Wing Commander. But just a lot of like the early, early, you know, if anything on a PC back in the day, I, I was playing it. Oh, so, that. so great. That's... I, I just, I just wanted, I want to send you guys one more nerd story. So this Please. is like, th this was my household and this is probably maybe whenever, whenever Doom, I think it was Doom 1. So we had two computers in my basement that were land together and my dad had a friend at work. So this is like so early, like now <laughs> this is, this is just everyday computing. So my dad had our two computers land together and then his friend from work we would dial up modem, would dial in, and we'd go 1v1v1 doom, yes. which is like the hurdles to do that now. Like I couldn't even, like back then it was like in, insane. And so as a kid, I was, I was hooked from the beginning. That's wow. so that's incredible. Cool. I still I still remember, you know, again, like going through the command prompt. That was my first yeah. introduction to any games whatsoever was trying to figure out the command prompts and like how to navigate that whole system. And then I found that there was a games directory. And I'm like, what? Yeah. There's games on here? <laughs> yeah. And I had no idea. And then I, I started playing like Wolfenstein way too young and, uh, you know, like Jazz Jackrabbit and all that. Way yeah. Back. Commander Keen. Yeah, that was like, those are Apache games. Yes, those are great. That, yeah. That was my first, uh, like any kind of introduction into DOS games. So I had to, I had to dig at that. <laughs> so, at, so at these, uh, this was a thing back in the day. So at these computer trade shows, like vendors that would sell games, they would have a computer set up and there was something called shareware. So like mm. games like Jazz Jackrabbit and Commander Keen, you could just go grab a disc for free. And it was like, it was, you know, a couple levels, but they called it shareware. But that's how you would get games. So you'd walk at a computer trade. So you'd see Jazz Jackrabbit. You'd be like, I want to play this. I don't know if it's good. You take the disc home. And then you would have to like mail in or like send yeah, a check in and I they would remember, send you the disc. There's yeah. like a number you had to call yeah, to like yeah. order additional discs to play the remainder of the levels yeah. or something crazy. <laughs> yeah. What a, a what a time. Different world. Humble beginnings. <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing like games have flipped where it's almost like everyone is a gamer, which I think is really yeah. interesting. Like my mom is playing games, which is what's your mom playing? She plays uh, Toon Blast. Okay, uh, and she plays this game. Oh my god, she's gonna she's gonna kill me because I can't remember. Oh god, oh it's uh, Gummy Drops is her game. Okay, uh, okay. but it's interesting now because it, it's gotten to the point where she even with her coworkers are giving each other lives <laughs> and like this stuff. But but so. Like as someone who grew up and and as we all grew up identifying so hard as gamers, it's interesting now because gaming is so pervasive that I don't know that my mom would identify as a gamer, but she plays games every day, which is, I think, a fascinating flip of how the culture has really changed, you know? Yeah, I'm in like the no judgment zone. Like, so if you play games or not, but like when Sonya said she was working command prompt, I'm like, yeah, not, like I, I know, like, I don't know you, but I know... Like if you're doing that, you're OG. And there, I think in like the space now, if you if you ask a lot of people, like, have you do you know how to work a DOS command prompt or what did you play? People, you'd say like Jazz Jackrabbit, and people be like, "What is what? that?" Yeah. You know, like I'd say the majority of people, I, I'd say at least the the vast majority of people who stream, like we're probably like some of the few that can work a DOS command prompt. So like, so when I heard that, I'm like, okay, like <laughs> you just know, like that's the only if that's the only thing you told me about signing, I'm like. 
She's OG, you know? <laughs> I know. I remember like the floppy disks and we were talking. I was just talking about floppy disks not that long ago on Twitch. And everyone's like, oh, the save icon. Oh, yeah, the save icon. And I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's wild. It's I know it's, it's fascinating. And it, make, it makes me so happy because it's one of those things where, you know, I felt the games meant so much to me as a kid and still do. And now it's great that everyone gets to feel that way as well. And it's not even... I don't even think people have second thoughts. Like, you know, my my sister's kids, my nephew and my niece play games they don't, and all their friends talk about it and they don't even have second thoughts about, it's like television. Games have become so pervasive. Yeah. It literally is like, are you a gamer or not? Isn't even a question. It's like, well, what games do you like? What games do you grow mm -hmm. up with? Which yeah. is so cool. Like that's such a neat, amazing thing that's happened. Um, and it's hard to, hard to explain to someone that didn't, if you, you know, you grew up and there are people who weren't gamers because not everybody No, is, I know. So cool. And that's why when I assign you, but like growing up, like I hit it. Like I, me like too. if I'm, I'm playing, if I'm playing computer game, like, are you kidding me? Like I'm getting roughed up. So I, so I, I hit it. I, I, I hit it. Even the first time I was on big brother, I didn't talk about gaming at all. Like I, even though I'm like, I'm into it. I just, it just wasn't like that. And sure, I think yeah. for me, it was, you know, definitely like a lack of confidence because like people aren't going to understand like what we're talking about now, but it's mm -hmm. so different now. It was for Sonya, I mean, I can't imagine, like if you're working a DOS prompt, I know people are a little bit nicer in Canada, but did you <laughs> like publicize, hey, I, you know, I find out how to format C this weekend in DIR slash W, or did you like keep it low? Uh, I feel like for a while I kept it pretty low, but once I got into college, I just, uh, it was such a big part of who I was and I wanted to do it professionally. I wanted to make video games. I went to college to learn how to code and everything. But during high school, I was like, you know what? I'm fully, I'm fully embraced it. I was taking every computer class that I could, like every hardware, every networking class, anything that I could just to absorb that universe. So at that point I was like, all right, well, I, here I am. Yeah. You had a lot more confidence than me growing up for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, me too. I'm just ducking and covering, like, please no one find out how excited <laughs> I am that I got the Ultima online beta CD yes. sent to my house. You know. Like, so when you were like, when you were on Big Brother um, back, it was like, like 2008, when you were yeah. kind of like hiding it originally, uh, yeah. what were you playing like off, off screen? So that's probably, so I was a teacher at the time. So what I would do is I would teach, you know, I'd teach from nine to three and I'd coach football. The second I got home, I, it was right when World of Warcraft came out. So oh. I was like, I was no yeah. lifing World of Warcraft. Yeah. I mean, so that dangerous. was it. Oh. I know. Do you remember what expansion that was way back? So I, so I played vanilla and then I got about halfway through Burning Crusade. And then I, oh, nice. and I got out. And then that's about the time I got in Big Brother. But Oof. I think I'm saying the words World of Warcraft on CBS. No way. <laughs> There's no chance. No, like the second time I, the second time I went on and like I talked because I didn't care. You know, at that point you have a certain amount of confidence. Mm -hmm. But no, I'd say that. So like I, I have some fond memories of that. But um, that's probably, you know, Big Brother days. That's what I was playing. And then I think with, I won the show and then the first thing I bought the only thing I bought with the money, I bought a PS3 and like yes. an LCD TV. That was like in 2008. And I like, everything else in my house was CRT TVs. And I can remember it was a big purchase. I bought a, the PS3 was like four or 500 bucks. And the TV was like $1,500 for just like a normal, like flat screen TV back in the day. So I was like, that's what I did with the money. And then I saved the rest. Yes. That was my only purchase that I Good bought. Priorities. Yeah. Good priorities. Good yeah. priorities. Definitely. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? 
but working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Do you, so obviously you have like such a deep-seated love and passion for gaming. Does that spill over into the fam? Do y'all play games together? Yeah, so I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old and like I'm, I'm like cautious, right? Because I also know like some games are designed to like hook you and keep oh, you in. yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, but at the same time, like some of my fondest memories are like playing games with my dad. And like, this is just a little bizarre side story, but like we had gotten, I had gotten um, Zelda 2 for Christmas and we'd play oh, it every God. night. And sometimes my dad would would stay up a little later. Like I'd have to go to bed and, and I, I, I found the VHS tape. So I wouldn't miss what I missed. My dad would record the footage oh. and show it to me the next day. And I'm like, this is like the first YouTube. You know, oh like this God. was like, this is like, this is the first gaming YouTube. So like I have very fond memories wow. of that. I know, but like it, it was like it was a big deal to me that, you know, he did that. And at the same time, like you didn't think, you know, it was I knew it was bizarre, but I loved it. So for me as like as a father. Like, I want to, if they like the games, like, I want to play them with them. But I also, like, if they don't like them, I don't, you know, I don't care. I don't, I don't want to force them. So the only thing I've ex exposed my kids to, so I, I saved my original NES. And it was kind of like, Aww. like a little bit of a tear jerking moment. So like, I bar got it, got it out. And like, I'm like, all right, hey, let's play this. So we played Mario. So I'll play like Mario my oldest son doesn't really like it, but my middle son likes it. So we have like guys night once a week and oh. my wife like, you know, gets out and like gets her sanity back. And so my one son is always like, can we play click click? Cause that's what they call it. And, and so like we probably play once a month, but it's been fun because my, my oldest son, like they die at the first jump, but my, my oldest son just somehow like got the star and like made it through the whole level. And like, I lost my mind. I was oh. like, I'm jumping up and down screaming. And, and he's like, he doesn't know what's going on. But it's just kind of one of those things where, you know, like you want, you, you have interests, right? And if they, if your kids like them, cool. But, you know, that's awesome. But if not, it's okay too. So for me, you know, I don't really have a ton of gaming stuff in the house yet. Um, just because I just want to ease them into it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's how I grew up. I grew up playing a game where you had like, two inputs right your your nes and then your two buttons and i feel like to give them like a playstation controller now like for a little kid it's that's mind-blowing you know but also at the same time you'll see like a five-year-old in warzone just like <laughs> head, head snapping so it's it's you know and i think that's an interesting thing too to talk about is like as a parent like i don't have a ton of resources about here's like a good way to introduce gaming to your kids and and so you just kind of figure it out and mm -hmm. do the best you can. So was that on your like original NES that you grew up with? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, wow. I know. Oh. I know. Love that. I was, I I was tearing up. I was <laughs> yeah. tearing up. I was, I was, I was, like, I was actually like, tearing up. Sad you're tearing <laughs> up. I'm like, but it's, you know, it's, it's just been, you know, it's been such a big part of my life. And even like talking to you guys, I know there's people in my everyday life like that are in my close circle that 
I don't get to have these conversations with because it's just, you know, it's not their passion. So like to be able to come on and talk about the stuff and think, you know, thanks for having me on. Oh, dude, no, of this course. is, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's, that's really the thing is like, you know, you know, Sonny and I talk about this a lot on this podcast, but like games as, as art, but also games as like life moments. Like yeah. I, we all, all of us and, and so many people in, in the world and, and our friends like have those moments in games where you're like, oh, and this thing. And it's like, as a kid, it's like any, it's like any other amazing moment. It's like in Star Wars, you know, it's like anything else. And, and those are so emotional and mean so much. I mean, just hearing you talk about Zelda too was like, I mean, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful memory. <laughs> that's a beautiful childhood memory, you know? And that's like, and that's the thing when I think about my childhood and like most of my, like I have a lot of good memories. I was, you know, very fortunate. Like most of my memories are like stuff like that. I remember my uncle got like my last present at Christmas. The only thing I wanted was Zelda too. Like, didn't get it from Santa. So then we go to my grandma's house. My last present, it's a shoebox. I'm like, great, you know, basketball <laughs> shoes. And I open it and it's in there. But like, that's what you remember. Like, that's what I remember. Mm -hmm. And and so it's just, it's just like, you know, I'm sure you guys have those same memories too. And it's such a big part of your upbringing. Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of uh, growing up too, it's almost like I think of it in chunks of the games that I was playing <laughs> at the time. Yeah, and yeah. there was there's one point where um, after I'd been playing so much on DOS and my parents were like, oh, okay, I guess she really likes this. Um, I got an N64 for one of my birthdays. And I remember playing with my mom all the time. And I, while I was like on the DOS computer, they didn't want to put me on like the newer computer that they have with the internet just yet. Because, yeah. it, you know, it's a bit of a leap, a bit of a leap. So I'd play sure. um, Super Mario 64 with my mom all the time. And she would go on the internet um, and look at all the game guides. And she would look at the next star that we had to get. And she would write out, like, how we had to do it. And she would sit down with me. And I remember just <laughs> oh. looking at, she had the, the, the neatest handwriting. And I remember, like, reading her notes and, like, playing with her and working with her to get all the stars. And we got all of the stars at the end. And it was just... Again, it is such like a, uh, I'll always think back to like that era and like that moment and that memory, you know? Yeah. yeah. And like how many things are there in life where like you're with someone and you're like on the same page, you know, where you can like share something like that. Mm -hmm. It's, there's not a whole lot of, and at least for me, passion there's not a whole lot of activities where you can like be with your mom and dad. Like, what are you going to have? Like, sit down and eat dinner? Yeah, but you don't remember that. You remember, like, the guide. You know, you remember, that's the stuff you remember. And mm -hmm. even in the normal world, like, so I, like, what I think we're talking about, I still don't think is, like, the normal world. Like, how many people do you run into on a daily basis that, right? you know, I, maybe more so for you guys, but for me, it's really rare, you yeah. know? And so when you do, it's like, you have this instant connection. I think it's really powerful. At their core, Games, I think, are something that bring us all together. And that's one thing I really love about, you know, video games. And what we love about this podcast is talking to people like you and, and hearing these stories. And like, because that's the thing. It's, it's, I think now people coming up, I, I think it's, it's, they have a different appreciation for games and for what it means to them. And, um, but I'm hoping that they still get these moments, like a, a handwritten guide yeah. or like, or like, you know, a, a not, maybe not a VHS, but maybe like an MP4 <laughs> yeah. of recorded video that then, you know, they're showing their, their children, which is, which is so great. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, when we talk about, 
too, like games and these things, like a game like Among Us is so fun because that's almost a game that I would play with my friends that's not a video game, but then becomes a game that you could play with people who you don't even know and get to be mm -hmm. friends that way as well, which is really fun. You know, like we're seeing these kinds of games that I, like a family game, you know, we would play yeah. like, and game video games taking the place of family games in certain ways, which is very exciting too. There's um there's a new MOBA out for Switch. It's a Pokemon MOBA. And I got a buddy, uh, his name's his name's Apollo. And I just saw this clip, it's on live stream fails, but they were, so him and his buddies were playing this Pokemon MOBA. It's like, a, I think it's 5v5 or 4v4. And this clip blew up because they slaughtered this team and it was like, Daddy Smith, Kid Smith, Mama Smith. So it was like, they slaughtered this. <laughs> oh, you no. knew they, there was this family playing this MOBA together like to talk about you and you're like, Oh my, and they knew it right away. And they're like, man, that like they demolished them. It was like a thousand to one. Oh but they felt God. bad because it's like, the you know, that's what, but that's the kind of stuff that's happening now. That's you know? right. so it's, I will say uh, I have been go. So I, I played a lot of League of Legends in my day. Yeah. And I when I saw Pokemon Unite, I have been going pretty hard in that. And Isn't it great? It's actually really, really fun. And uh, I kind of had a similar instance of like, I was doing so, so well. And we were crushing this team. And I was like, yeah, I was getting super hyped that I was like dominating these people. And then I, I, I took a pause for a second. And I'm like, these are probably like six-year-old kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm absolutely crushing them in this. And I kind of feel a little awful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the first MOBA I've ever played. So I never played League or Dota or anything. But like, I think I won the first five games. And, and then I'm, I had the similar thought. I'm like, the people playing this are like, the kind of people I want to be playing against. Like the yeah, kids right, that just got right, out of grade right, school. Right, right. Like, I don't want to get killed by all these sweat lords yeah. in, in league or anything. You're like, but. for all the 10 year olds that got me in Warzone, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting my turn. Yeah. Well, Dan, I hate to say it, but we're almost out of time. The time, this has flown by. Thank you so much. And, but we love to end every interview with asking our guest their favorite game and their least favorite game. So, okay. you know, not necessarily the best game in the world, the worst game in the world, but to you, what's the game that drives you the most insane? And then what's the game that you love the most? Let's start with, with uh, a game that drives you crazy. Okay, so this is, is going to be a hot take. And I think, <laughs> I, don't know if I've, I don't it. know if I've seen you play it, Sonia, but I feel like I have. Okay, so this is a really hot take. It really, it's one of the, the games that is banned in my channel. Anyone who talks about it is banned. So This is a spicy I, take. I, this is I, a I spicy played, take. I played through the entire game on Twitch, and I enjoyed it until the ending. And it's it 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 still upsets me to this day, and I don't get mad about things. But this game was was highly produced. It was like Sony's crowning achievement. It was like heralded critical awards, the best thing ever. It's a little game called The Last of Us. Oh, my God. So my take on The Last of Us. Spicy take. You have this, this masterpiece. And then at the end, no spoilers, something happens that doesn't make any sense. That is like, I call it a hipster ending. <laughs> they, they end it in a way that ensures a sequel and this is before we knew the sequel. I'm like, the only reason they did this is to have a sequel. Fine, you want to make more money. But it ruined the whole game for me. Wow. And so like from that, like I, and during the credits, I'm like, I can't believe I was invested in this. And then they pulled the rug. Oh. And so 
I know it's a hot take. I know I'm going to get lambasted for it, but The Last of Us is the most overrated game of all time. I and to those it. that worked on Last of Us, you guys created an amazing game, and I know people love it, but for me, I knew it was a sequel grab, and I'm not <laughs> bitter about it. Now, did you... So, you didn't play the sequel then? So, you, it's, you it's, it's, it's a long it story. It's a long story, but I'll just give you the, the long and short of it. I had a... A TV, a European TV deal where I would create content for them. And they had to tell me what game I had to play. And the third oh. month into it, they're like, we want you to play Last of Us 2. Oh, here we go. And I'm like, <laughs> what am I going to say? Uh, no, you're paying me hourly right. to play this. I'm going to play it. But good good thing no one will ever see it because, you know, it's in like... <laughs> It's in like random closed circuit television. It's like it's like George Clooney doing that co coffee commercial. In, <laughs> yeah, you'll never you'll never, <laughs> never see. see, it. see it. But did your opinion change, stay the same after playing the second one? Or I well, so so I got about like twelve hours into it, and I liked what happened to one of the characters because like I felt that, like I sure. felt that, you know. Yeah. But in the end of the first game, I'm like, why are people going crazy? He, he just lied to her, you know. Right. But so like I was expecting to get like. I wanted to feel something in the first one and I was didn't feel anything. Second one I liked because yeah. you get hit with it and you're like, this isn't real. They like, drill it deep. Are, yeah, yeah. like the first they, these are the same people made the first one. This is this is like a dream or something. And wow. then you realize it's not wow. a dream. That I liked it. it I will say, I, I Last of Us is one of my favorite games of all time, but <laughs> I love this take. Uh -huh. I love it. Cause I think you're you are right. I mean, in well, a certain way, hearing you describe it, here's why here's why I, I I agree with you, is because I came to it without knowing anything about it. Whereas people now like it's so hyped, it's so hyped. I could see, I could put myself in your brain space and think, oh yeah, of course. Like you're thinking of this huge thing at the end, and it kind of doesn't do that. Sonia, what do you think? Uh, I, I can, I can see the track. I could definitely see the track. I can see Although it. I, can I see it. I'm just like I'm such an emotional lady, and the first <laughs> one already got me super emotional. I was already pretty wrapped up, and then the second one just like. At the again, no spoilers. At the ending of the second one, I was crying and then started sobbing and then continued to sob. And into the credits, <laughs> I sat and sobbed. So it felt like it kind of put a bow on the entire series as a whole for me. So if there were things that I wasn't like super stoked about or like the way that the first one ended or anything, it all got erased. Is it? Can we watch? Is that available online for us? Oh to watch? God, no! I mean, there's plenty of videos <laughs> of me crying out there, probably, but not The Last of Us too. <laughs> you, you kept that off stream, yeah. off camera. That was okay. That was for me. That was for okay. me. <laughs> I love it. That is the. I that might be the spiciest take on this show. We've I, get I get torched. I get torched for it all the time. Oh, I, uh, I mean, I get that. I get destroyed. I love it. Well, all right. So then, what is the game? What is the best for you? Most beloved game. So I could talk about this forever, for forever, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to give you why I love the game. So this is like, you know, probably I was in seventh or eighth grade. And it it's the first time I play a game. I'm out in an open world. Someone walks by and they, they said something. I'm like, oh, my God, this is like a real person. Then you leave the city gates and like there's this nice person outside the city gates. They're like, hey, follow me. I'm going to teach you how to play the game. Here's how you chop wood. Here's how you kill enemies. And then the person kills me <laughs> and I lose everything. It's the first time I played a game, like everything that I, I had saved up, it's oh. gone. And I respawn back in and I'm like, <laughs> I have nothing. I have no gold. I have no weapon. I have no wood. I have nothing. 
the guy comes back and is like, in Ultima Online, don't trust anyone. Oh. And in Ultima Online, what happens is in the city, you are safe. But you leave the city. If you die, you lose everything. So unlike World of Warcraft, you die, you know, there's a little stat bonus or whatever. But like there was such a sense of consequence. So when I would leave the city as a 12 year old, my heart's pumping. I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like talking like, are you friendly? And that really is like to me the pinnacle of like the first time I felt like strongly physical emotions playing a game. Because if you saw in Ultima Online when there was like a a murderer or a PK, a player killer, their name would be in red. All the good people, with their name would be in blue. If you saw a red name come on your screen, like your heart you're racing, out. you're like, get me out of here, <laughs> help, help. And so like, that's a really fond memory because I remember that was the first time in my life I was like, it was like gaming was like fused oh. to my biological core. You're like, wow, and, and so, people can be yeah. mean on the internet, but, huh? And most, yeah, and most games now and specifically MMOs, like, they're they're like theme parks, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you die, there's really no consequence. There's very few games that are online where there's a true consequence where you lose gear or you lose something of you know digital value. And that's why I like Tarkov. Tarkov is mm -hmm. similar. It like it's the first game that is like when you sign in and you go into the map, if you die, you don't get anything. On the flip side, if you kill someone, you get to keep their stuff. And it, feels pretty, it feels pretty good. Stakes are a oh. lot higher. Stakes are yeah. a lot higher. I had a very, very similar experience, like way back playing RuneScape, where um, yeah. I had played a lot of like team-based games. Like I love Team Fortress and I could play with friends. And it was very supportive. And then dipping into <laughs> dipping into RuneScape for the first time and like venturing out into like the forest area. You really, you really learn. You really learn <laughs> it's, quick. It's similar, right? There's co there's, there's consequences, consequences in RuneScape. Yeah. Like what happens? Like people always say, "Oh, that sounds like RuneScape," but I never played RuneScape. What happens if you die in RuneScape? It's a very similar. Like you lose your stuff. You lose your stuff. People can take <laughs> it, and it's the same. It's the same thing. People would try and like lure you out to like get you out there <laughs> oh. so they can take your. Oh, it was the same. Like you can't yeah. trust anyone. You can't trust yeah. anyone. I love that guy came back and was like, don't trust anyone. Yeah, like, and I'm just like, a I just don't remember that. Like, how do you remember stuff like that from Amazing. 12, when you're 12 years Amazing. old? But I don't know what I had for breakfast, mind. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, remember. <laughs> but I, I remember losing my stuff. Wow. Yeah. Well, Dan Geisling, thank you so much. This was such a thrill. And uh, dude, we got deep today. This is, this is this great. Is amazing. We got deep. I absolutely love it. You guys got, you guys got it. some good stories. Um, and yes, thank, and you know what? I think I have to go back and play Ultima Online now. Yeah, give it a shot. Give there it a go. shot. You'll like it. Awesome. No, but thank you guys so much for having me on. You know, Aaron, you know, I know we didn't, don't know each other from before, but Sonny, it was great, you know, meeting you. And I knew when you, as soon as you said command prompt, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I like Sonny. I'm in. She's an OG. Oh, yeah. We're good. Yeah. Again, I think the best person to ever play Big Brother, so great. And also, I love the fact that he is doing like family-friendly entertainment on Twitch. I think that's right. fantastic and, and super smart. So please check him out, twitch.tv slash Dan Geesling. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. 
Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. And we're back. <laughs> that was a really quick break. Yeah. Wow, yeah. look at that. Pretty fast, pretty fast. Pretty fast. Um, I really loved Dan sharing the super sweet moment with his dad yeah. videotaping Zelda so he wouldn't miss it. It's great. Uh, and then again, I it brought me immediately back to my mom, like writing up all those game guides when I wasn't allowed on the internet, probably for good reasons, and uh, just going through the stars with her. God, it, it just, it feels like it sticks with me. It really sticks with me. Do you have anything yeah. like along those lines in that area, like sentimental moments that um, you're not going to forget? No, my parents uh, completely, oh. I was just in the basement playing by myself, uh, ignored. They didn't hate it, but they, you know, oh. they weren't, uh, they weren't supportive, but they didn't, they didn't care. But I oh. will say something really interesting is, you know, uh, my dad was older. So all of my uncles were much older. I didn't really have, I have uncles, but not, we, I don't have a relationship with them. But one thing is, you know, my sister has kids. And mm -hmm. so I am an uncle to uh, a six-year-old six and a three-year-old. And it is so cool to be able to play games with my nephew is really cool. To be on the other side of that and just know that I'm giving him Aww. like these memories are super fun. And something that happened over this weekend was together we beat Super Mario Odyssey. <gasps> which That's was, so special. It was so cool. And like really cool for me on the other side, you know, this kid is like, you know, I think he's actually seven, so sorry. Uh, but he's, you know, he's seven. I'm a terrible uncle. And, uh, and you know, and he's, it's like, it's too hard, it's too hard. And then he'd pass the controller to me and I'd do this stuff and I'd be like, all right, here's the controller back. And I like, oh. I know because of, you know, when I was thinking back when I was a kid, like those little memories mean so much. And so it was really mm -hmm. cool to be able to have that. And by the way, I never beat Super Mario Odyssey myself. And he got past the Lunch Kingdom that I couldn't get past, <gasps> like on his own, because he's really good. So wait. Yeah. So it was great. Yeah. So he did a great uh, job. He like got us to the second to last level. My God. Like himself. And I was okay. like, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Dang, put him in an eSport. Jeez. I, I oh, my God. <laughs> I'm but, like, yeah, we're doing it together, but I'm like, you're really good. Like, you don't need me. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't at all. But oh, That's so special, again, like, knowing that you're on the other side of that. Like, thinking back to, like, all those little moments and memories that I had growing up and, like, sharing, like, playing... I play GoldenEye with my cousins, and we'd pass off the controller and, and everything else. Yeah. Like, knowing that you are a part of that for somebody growing up, that's just... Oh. Yeah, and I think it's like, again, you know, we talk about, I think for people, it obviously for us, we know how great video games can be. And especially when you're like in a dark time in your life or maybe you don't have a lot of friends or or whatever, you're feeling lonely. Games have really been there for me, mm -hmm. um, you know, and not just as an art form, but like as a story, as a world to immerse myself in, whether it's something like Stardew Valley or it's something like Red Dead Redemption, or it's something like, uh, you know, Hearthstone. Like, games have been there for me. And so I just love the fact that, you know, I, I get to see that now in a younger generation is like an appreciation of games 
as just um, not just a game. It's almost like it should be called something other than a video game because it means that much more to me. Do you know what I'm saying? It's an escape, truly. Yeah. I mean, I remember, again, like I, I would have an appreciation for some in 64 games and, and everything else in between. But I remember like if things were uh, like hard in high school or anything like that, I would just play so much Halo. I'd play so yeah. much Halo and Fallout. And it was so easy to just like have, like, not have to think about anything else externally. And I can just fully immerse myself in that. And again, we've talked about it before, but just the people that you can meet too, like in online games, like there's so yeah. many, there's so many faces of, of that and being able to, again, be such a part of that and give that to somebody or be involved in that, in their love and appreciation and uh, for games early on is just, that's so precious. We got a little serious in this episode, but I love I it. I love it. Let's I dive like deep. It. Let's right. go deep. Right. Deep into the stardew mines of emotion. Oh boy, I'm going to try and find Jen. I'm going to try and find her down there. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but that is going to do it for this week. So if you guys uh, would want us to prescribe a video game for you, or if you have a recommendation of a game you think we should play, or you just have any comments about life in video games that we would love to hear and talk about it, we would uh, include it in a review on Apple Podcasts and we will discuss it on air. So that's going to do it for this week, and we'll see y'all next Friday. Good Game Nice Try is produced by Jen Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Beckton, with engineering and sound design by Joe Tisdall. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. Special thanks to Lisa Berm and music by John Danik. Danik, Danik, Danik. Had to do it. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.